my wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, a minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the beautiful city of Adelaide. It's really wonderful to be able to share with you again. This week is a really special week in the life of uh, my church. Uh, This is a week that we call the Week of Prayer. Uh, This is a week of significant spiritual emphasis. Each year during this week, our church gathers together to share, to dig into the Word and to pray. A theme that we've chosen for this year is actually a question, so we thought we might share it with you. What does it mean to be a faithful, to be faithful in Christian lifestyle? Today, our co-host is Eric Hoare. Eric's the recently retired pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginals Seventh-day Adventist Church. Welcome to you, Eric. Well, thank you, Gary. It's great to be back. You'd be enjoying walking in this sort of weather. I tell you, before daylight uh, daylight saving comes in, it is a wonderful time of the year. I love getting out. Well, Uh, I had to rush in this morning, Gary. You know, I forgot to even shave this morning, so I'm glad I'm on radio, not TV. I I was actually going to point that out to to our folks. Actually, out there, that uh, Eric hasn't shaved today. This is one of the trouble with uh, uh, with radio. You don't have to worry about your appearance. I'm, I'm looking a bit rough around the edges. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, tell me, Eric, how did you celebrate Father's Day? We've, it's just happened. Yeah. Well, I've uh, I've got uh, four children. We had a wonderful time. Uh, we gathered on uh, Saturday night. Actually, we had our, our get together at uh, one of my son's place, and they put on a lovely tea for us, cooked the meal, and the family came. Uh, one couldn't come because uh, he had a sore throat so you know he had to stay low for that but we had a great time you know, being from New Zealand we, we had to watch something some rugby so we watched the North Island play the South Island uh, over in New Zealand first time they've had it since about 1935 or something they've bought who it actually back. won as a matter of interest well I'm from the South Island so we were <laughs> barracking for that and it was a great game it was about 34 to 32 to the North with two minutes to go and then uh, uh, South Island were attacked and got a try in the last minute so that yeah the South won so very happy. It was a good Father's Day, actually. Oh, that is, that is lovely. I, I know for, for for me, we actually uh, had a bit of an extended uh, Father's Day because uh, we had a, a Father's Day uh, tea actually on on Friday evening. Really lovely to have the have the kids and their partners uh, mm. come over and, and join us on on Friday night, and then on uh, uh, on Sunday we actually did something special for Granddad. We have uh, Granddad is is ninety five, mm-hmm. and it was. Fantastic oh, to have him with us for the, probably the first time in many many years, and so uh, we actually uh, lit up my barbecue. And uh, you know there is so much wonderful vegetarian product out there today that you can throw on a barbecue, mm. and it tastes so similar uh, to uh, uh, to the other product that people most traditionally put on barbecue. My my children mock me just a little bit because my barbecue doesn't get uh, a light very regularly. Um, but <laughs> so you're an expert. I I enjoy lighting the barbecue. So that was a wonderful lunch that we uh, we actually had. But mm. Eric, Eric, tell us now. This week is the what we've said is our week of prayer. Now that's something that many of our listeners may not understand that particular concept. Mm. What is 
a week of prayer. Yeah, well, once a year we have this week of prayer, which is a special time where we get all the churches get together with their folks, uh, either uh, on Zoom or generally meeting, and uh, we have a series of readings for each day uh, where we concentrate on different different themes and talk about prayer and the, the privilege of prayer, the power of prayer, and it's a really uplifting time. And all the churches around Adelaide, in fact, around the world, will be will be doing this. Uh, it, it really is something mm. wonderful. I know the mm. first full week in September for many years, mm. this has been something that certainly my churches, I've tried to make a, a major feature. In fact, I'll go from here. We actually finish on air at, at six o'clock mm. and at seven thirty, I actually have to be over yeah. at, uh, at my church because we have our week of prayer meeting at the Brighton Seventh day Adventist Church. And if mm. any of our listeners are local and would like to come and join us, you're most welcome to come and uh, join us seven thirty. That's Amelia Street, the and uh, we have a fantastic time. Last night we had we had about twenty people uh, no. there, and it was really fantastic just to be able to sit down around together in a in a big circle to be able to share to talk. We actually did some singing and praise together, uh, and then to be able uh, to spend time in prayer. And you know, we spent probably um, twenty twenty five minutes of that time, just one hour, mm-hmm. but of that about twenty twenty five minutes was actually spent just in people praying for individual needs. Mm-hmm. You know, that is incredibly powerful when people start to pray uh, for each other Mm, beautiful and you know and it's it's a relaxed atmosphere where people can just share what they want to share yeah you don't have to be you know uh, uh, a a long serving christian for a long time but anybody new can just come along and feel welcome yeah 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 yeah. no it really is incredibly beautiful Mm. but look our theme for this day we're talking about the impact of health principles today on spiritual life you know there are so many people who don't realize that our health actually impacts on the spiritual life that we're enabled to live day by day. You know, Eric, when you accepted the scriptures as your rule of life, were there any changes that the Spirit convicted you to make in your lifestyle? Well, Gary, there were lots. Um, I was heading in the wrong direction and uh, my health was suffering and um, but also I think what happens is with the along with the health your mind also suffers and uh, it can become quite clouded by our lifestyles Uh, and that Uh is not only the addictions of this world but what we put into our bodies Uh, I'm not just talking about um, uh, healthy eating I'm talking about what we put in, in our minds as well and a lot of that puts us down the wrong track um, so there was a lot of changes I had to make um, uh, there was the health changes of course like the drinking and the smoking um, okay the, so once upon a time you were a smoker oh yes for a long time I was a smoker yeah I used to smoke a pipe believe it or not I think that's why I'm so short actually <laughs> might have Eric I have to admit I can't imagine you smoking <laughs> a pipe I really can't well you know uh, I still today I used to roll my own you know and I still sometimes when I used to go into homes with um, uh, to meet people and somebody was smoking I used to the tobacco reminded me of when I used to smoke mm. but I have no desire mm. now but yeah that had to change there was a smoking and the drinking I wasn't a heavy drinker but I used to go to parties and get drunk and stuff and and um, you know that's all changed now um, also um, I used to use the Lord's names in vain every second word Mm-hmm. So this was all part of a lifestyle where you don't really know what you're saying when you curse God. Um, Eric, do you really think that what you do to yourself physically 
impacts your spiritual life? Oh, it definitely does because um, it's like what the Bible says that you're in a dark place. And um, when you're doing these things, it becomes more and more um, a lifestyle where it's just it just keeps repeating itself. And there's a lot of harm done, not only to yourself, but to your family. Um, mm-hmm. And everybody knows the dangers of cigarette smoke. I'm not knocking any smokers out yeah, there, but I'm just yeah. saying this. that The evidence is there. And yet uh, we still seem to go down that road uh, often thinking that we can go against the red light and get away with it, basically. Yeah. But a lot yeah. of people don't, some do. And so it does. It, and, and the mind, when it becomes defuddled by, um, by the alcohol and that, you can't think straight. And, you know, your own desires really take over from what the Lord is trying to say to us. I'm conscious, the, Eric, even things like, you know, a huge amount of, of sugar, you know, if, mm. if in fact we're, we're dumping a lot of sugar into it, that actually impacts the way our our mind is able to function. That's right. And I love chocolate. You know, it's my <laughs> I've got a weakness for chocolate. Ask my wife, you know, there'd be a packet of Tim Tams and where's it gone, you know? Mm. And that's my struggle in life. But um, I try and counter it with running, you know, to, to try and work a lot of that off. But you're right. It's a balance. It's having a balance. And when you get the balance out of kilter, uh, then we put ourselves at risk, not only uh, physically, but also spiritually, I believe. Mm. And that's where the devil has strong influences on us to do the wrong thing. I mean, the advertising today. It's so powerful mm. uh, that, and you know, when you're going through the supermarkets, what do they put near the checkout? It's all the temptation, all the lollies and chocolates yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, the thing that really interests me, though, Eric, is what yeah. you're saying here is that uh, as I start a walk with Christ, the Holy Spirit seems to impact my life and seems to uh, speak to me saying, hey, look, you know, there is a better way. This is the way I want you to walk. Yeah, that's correct. And I think what it is is the power of the word, of course, the Holy Spirit. Because when you when you start to read the Bible deeply and 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 uh, you're enjoying it, then your life starts to change because it's it it kind of works from the inside out. And for me, it was a change that took place where I just I knew I had to do the right thing. I, and, and to give up some of these things for a lot of people is very, very hard. Mm, mm. And we need a power outside of ourselves to help us through that. I That's mean, so key, yeah, isn't it? It is. And I lost a lot of friends through it. I mean, when I, when I gave up the smoking and the gambling, I lost many friends who didn't want to know me mm. um, because, you know, I was doing something different now that I used to. They didn't think I was a nice guy to be around anymore. Mm. They didn't um, want my company there anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I was quite sad about it. I'd still go to the pub and have a lemonade with them. Yeah. But then they would, after a few drinks, they'd start to make fun of you, you know. And uh, it was hard. But then I had other people who come up and, and could see the changes for the better. And they were the, the best friends you have, the yeah, ones who stick yeah. with you when you're doing the right thing. Yeah. And many people out there know what I'm talking about. And, and you do lose friends, but you gain mm. true friends, if I can put it that and way. And the thing I appreciate, I, mean, I know last night at our at our meeting, our week of prayer meeting at, at Brighton last night, the thing we were talking about was actually Galatians chapter 5 where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit and it seems that as the Spirit of God touches my mind and influences my my thinking, so my actions slowly start to, to change. Mm. And to me, that was something that, you know, we had a few people actually just share their personal experiences that last night and they said, hey, look, you know, 
as they became closer to Christ, so the the way in which they lived seemed to change almost imperceptibly. It was something that they didn't, it wasn't something they had to well up enough strength to be able to change, but rather the Holy Spirit was able to change their life simply because what they were doing was spending time in the Word of God and uh, growing to, to know and love Christ. That's right, and I think it comes down to trust and belief. Yeah. Because, you know, when you know that you can trust the one who, who wants the best for you, who's laid out a plan for you in your life, the world here hasn't really got anything to offer. But the problem is that the devil is very wily and, and uh, he tries to maneuver people and, and get them down a road where they're actually following him mm-hmm. and moving further away from God. So they don't really connect with God. They start connecting with another power, and that is the problem. And for all of us, it's a decision thing to say, no, look, I, I know people who, who want to stop, who want to stop their lifestyles, who are sick of it and sick of the families fighting and, and not getting on and, and the arguing with cause through the drink. But to get off that treadmill, you know, they've got to make a decision and, and there's a power out there that can help them. And, and this, mm. I think what you're saying here is actually so important, Eric, because I'm conscious that there are some things that even education can't fix. Mm. You know, I can be a well-educated person. I can, I can know that going for a run every day is a good thing for me. That is intellectual knowledge. It's very easy for education to actually. But sometimes what I actually need is a power outside of myself. And, you know, that's the thing about the this the Holy Spirit. And this is what we were talking about last night. And we actually prayed particularly uh, for people last night because uh, this it's the power of the Holy Spirit that seems to have the power to be able to, uh, to change lives. In fact, next week we're actually going to go into this issue of the Holy Spirit in a much, in a much deeper way because... Because there are so many issues to deal uh, that uh, we need to raise. We need to talk about because this is the power source, I believe, mm. for the for the Christian faith. Yeah, that's right. And you know, we've got to to recognise that power is to flick the switch. You know, you've got to connect to the power, and uh, you can't turn the light on if you don't flick the switch. Yeah, and yeah. that's the decision that we all have to make to say, look, you know. Um, I, I, I understand there's a God. I know he's out there, but I want to connect with him. I, I want his power in my life. And then we start to change for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, this is a, it, it's a powerful and a wonderful thing. The week of our week of mm. prayer because it yep. allows us to look at where are we right now mm. and refocus again on the things of the the word, the things of scripture, uh, those things which the Holy Spirit is actually impacting uh, in in my thinking. Mm. Um, yeah, look, let's come to some uh, some music. Um, I love this particular uh, song. This is Heritage. Uh, no more night. Stumble and fell 
Uh, that was a heritage no more night uh, what a beautiful beautiful thought uh, folks 
If you would like to have a copy of this week's devotional readings, now we're going to be working from the devotional readings that deal with some of the really big uh, questions of uh, uh, of Christian thought on this whole subject of Christian lifestyle. We're looking this week at what does it mean to be faithful in Christian lifestyle. We're looking at issues like the impact and the power of the Holy Spirit. We've got a, a set of readings here that my church is actually covering uh, each each night. Folks, if you would like a copy of those readings, this is an electronic copy. We're happy to send them to you electronically. You'll have them before tomorrow morning. Now, all you need to do is text me your name, your address, and your email address and I'll send you uh, by email a copy. I need your name, address, and particularly your email address so I can send you an electronic copy of these, what we refer to as our week of prayer devotional readings. We would love to get a set of these into your hand. If you would like to have a copy sent to you electronically, you'll have them by tomorrow morning, then please text me at 0438 That's 0438 And we'll send you your free electronic copy of our devotional a Week of Prayer readings. This is just a small pamphlet, uh, but I believe you'll really appreciate the things uh, that are brought up. That number again is 0438 you're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Eric Hoare, and Eric's the recently retired pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. And this week we're looking at what does it mean to be faithful in Christian lifestyle? And today we're asking in particular, is there a link between how I treat my body health-wise and spiritual growth? Eric, please help us out. Now this is coming from these devotional readings, some of these, some of these thoughts that our folk can request if they, if they want to. So Eric, help us out. What's, what's your thinking on this subject? Well, our reading uh, tonight starts off with the title, um, Enjoy Life to the Full. So I believe Today, that as a Christian, that we 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 should have a full life. We should be happy and buoyant and and have a good health. I lifestyle. love that title, actually, yes. Eric, because you know, enjoy life. There are so many people who think of the Christian life as being one that's dull and boring. Well, I've heard many people, Gary, say to me that there's something wrong if everything's going all right. You know <laughs> that um, that the devil is on uh, is on your side because you're not having the calamities of testing times. But I mean, we still have testing times, don't we? Everybody yeah, gets yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. But it's the way you deal with them and stay buoyant and and you know to be happy. I, I love I like the aspect that health healthy living is actually part of it. A great part of it is being a happy person. Yeah. There are actually some principles that are provided hmm. in the scriptures that can help us to, uh, to to really enjoy life to the full. You know, hmm. uh, to me, I suppose in in ministry, I have uh, uh, I've ministered to many people who have struggled with issues of various. Um, 
uh, addictions. Mm. Uh, some have had uh, certainly a major conflict going on in their life. But, you know, it's when you actually present to them the scriptural principles, it's at that particular point in time, it's almost an aha moment that actually takes over. That's right. And all this, you know, uh, makes such a difference to people's lives. I mean, you know, you look at the beginning there. I mean, when God made the made creation and, and Adam and Eve, Everything was perfect. He said everything was good. I mean, you couldn't have anything more perfect than at that time. But then something went dreadfully wrong, didn't it? I mean, we were supposed to live full and long and and joyful lives. No illness, no sin, no death. But then something happened, didn't it? And in the garden at the fall, you know, uh, there was a, a choice thing here where Adam and Eve trusted more in themselves and making a choice that followed what Satan was bringing up at the fall. And th- this was where it all started, actually. Their choice of moving away from God's plan to actually listening to something that was different and and making that choice to follow that, that is plan. so key isn't it i think mm. you you nail it on put the nail on the head on on in saying that because i i'm so conscious that what we actually have here is adam and eve has made a choice to move away from god and from the principles that he has given you know where has he said you know hey i give you you know adam i give you eve eve i give you adam i give you one person um you know later on and we find through human history no 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 we have polygamy Hmm. Is, uh, uh, is introduced. And with it, what we find is a huge number of problems actually enter the human race. And you actually see in the lives of the patriarchs, you actually see examples of those problems starting to really multiply because what has occurred is humanity has moved away from God's plan. Hmm. And, you know, I, I really appreciate what you're saying there. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you look at it, uh, Gary, uh, like, was Adam and Eve unhappy? No, they weren't. They, they, they were perfectly happy. Yeah. But then something happened that triggered them that, like with all of us, I mean, when I had my first cigarette, Gary, we talked about smoking before, it almost mm. killed me. I was coughing and spluttering. I hated it. Mm. But mm. because everyone else was doing it and I wanted to be on the inscene yeah. and the world was telling me I followed that track even though it was I didn't like it. Yeah. So back here, they had everything that they wanted. God had provided everything for them in their lives. But sometimes we want something better or, or we think, in this case, they thought there was something better. Mm. And that's when it all down. It's the old, you know, the grass is always greener <laughs> in the paddock that is over there, isn't it? You that's know, right. I mean, you can sort of look at that paddock and you say, hey, you know, hey, that's going to give me a more exalted existence. That's going to give me more excitement than that which I've got currently got. But, you know, to me, as I've lived a, a Christian life, mm. you know, to me, I believe, you know, there is so much joy in the Christian life, you know, as I've compared myself uh, to those who have, um, you know, who have been struggling, particularly with addictions, uh, that I have actually been absent from my life uh, because I followed the principles of the of the Word of God. Mm. I sort of say, hey, you know, this this way of life maybe is not too bad a way of life. Well, I think, Pastor Gary, what's happened is that 
often we we don't really understand um, we are so protected when we follow the Christian walk. Every day I deal with people who have addictions yeah. uh, and strong addictions, pe- people that lose their their children through addictions, taken mm. off them, mm. and people who uh, have no money and go to, go to places because they are uh, just solely relying on this trend of life, yeah. repeating itself in the children. And it's so sad to see when, when these things happen. And, and in this calamity that you see around them, they do believe there is a God. But what they're caught up in is this health issue. Mm. And it's such a struggle for them. But God has said, hasn't he, that he doesn't abandon us. Exactly. And that's yeah. the beautiful picture, isn't it? You know, okay, we might get tied up in, in into addictions, but, and this is one of the things that this devotional reading really brings out, that even when that occurs, our God doesn't abandon you. No, and he, and he's you know he's constantly trying to reach every person mm. in this world. His intention, of course, was for the goodness of us all in this world, and you know, and it, it says, doesn't it, that uh, uh, that uh, he came. I like uh, John three sixteen, but we often miss the the next verse where it says that God came into this world to save people in the world, not yeah. to condemn. Yeah. We kind of forget about that one, but that is so important yeah. when it talks about that. You know that God has come to save, and He has that power to take. Take anybody out of these sort of um, situations, you know, and so um, he's got the desire for good in our lives. But you know, the devil is on a mission to to bring us down. Um, it actually says in Isaiah uh, fifty three six, it says, "As we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one of us to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all." So, like sheep, we have turned away from God, the original plan, and so we are we are actually uh, today harvesting that what's been happening. But I think in the world. What, what we're saying there too, Eric, and this is what comes out in our reading, mm. is that what we're doing there is acknowledging that, hey, I really have messed up my life you know i mean there are so many i'm conscious in our world today who you know are moving along a particular direction but actually don't stop and say hey look you know there's a problem here whereas what the scriptures actually say is look guys uh, there there is a problem and what i want you to do is i want you to acknowledge that Mm. because when i acknowledge and the scriptures call that you know i'm acknowledging a thing called sin you know in other words that i'm a person who has made mistakes but the wonderful thing about the scriptures is that they then present Present us with a remedy, and of course that remedy is in Jesus Christ. That's right, and 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 you you come right to the point there, Gary. Because until we recognise that what we're doing is is not good for us. Mm then we're not going to change, are we? I mean, we can say we want to give up something, but unless we really want to do it, then it'll never happen. But God says, I, I believe that God you know, comes through our conscience and he says, look, what you're doing is wrong. And, it, and we, often we know we're doing wrong, but we just keep on going. But God has given us a way out. And in John 8, uh, 42, 44, it says, Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. Mm. For I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. Mm. You belong to your father, the devil. Mm-hmm. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and a father of all lies. So mm-hmm. this is separating out the battle between the good for us and the evil. In other words, there is a battle 
between good and and I think uh, Eric this is really important that we do actually pick this up that within mm. our world here uh, this this world um, you know sometimes individuals see the world as being something that okay if we just educate people better everything will actually uh, go up and up and up mm. whereas in actual fact what the scriptures say is hey there is actually a battle between good and evil and uh, education has can go part way but the real struggle uh, according to the scriptures is uh, having the power to actually put even good intentions that I might be educated in uh, into practice. That's right. And so, you know, when you're, you're dead right, and what happens here is that when there is the, the lying that comes in, the God calls him the liar of the father of all lies. Yeah, this is yeah, where, and yeah. yet you listen to people today, and many people will say that, you know, God's let them down, and God, mm. you know, did this and did that. That is not so. It, it, this is the, where the source of all the, the hurt that comes into our lives. And, and the healthy living, um, is, is based on obedience to God. It, it's following his plan right from the beginning, right through time that's now been distorted. And so now we're, we're weighing up with, I mean, back then cancer, you know, back in Adam and Eve, there was no illness, illness like that. But now we have so many things today happening that this has been caused by by going off the road, the, the map of health that God gave to us. And if you read the Bible, there's a lot of health messages in here. I, I think I, I appreciate what you just said there about mm. um, that health is so closely connected to um, obedience to the to the biblical principles. And I, I, I pick that up because I'm so conscious that many see this thing as obedience as being a negative rather than a positive. Mm. Well, obedience to me, um, you know, when, when God speaks to me in my life, obedience is, is a natural response like a, a son to a father or a father to a son. To me, it's not a... It's not a workspace thing that we're looking at here. It is, um, it is a um, reaction to somebody that loves you and is telling you, you know, what is good for your life. It's not, I don't do things. I didn't give up smoking because that was completely it, that my salvation was at stake. I didn't do that. I did it because I loved, I loved God. I did it because I wanted to be close to him, and I felt that this was a change in my life which would take me down that path. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it's not a salvation issue. Health yeah. is never a salvation issue. Yeah. I, I, and I think this is important because it's so much like, you know, as, as parents. As parents, we actually instruct our children as they're growing up. You know, mm. a good parent will instruct their children as they're growing up. They'll say, hey, look, these are the things to watch out for. You know, there's a, you know, there are bad people out there in the big wide world. You know, when you go to the park, there are bad people down there. What's the parent trying to do? Is it the parent trying to scare the child? Um, you know, when he says, don't talk to strangers. I mean, mm. this is a, a rule, if, if you like, but is he trying to scare the child or is he trying to protect the child? You know, and I see a heavenly father here who just desperately wants to actually protect his children. And in fact, this is why I think in Psalm 19, David's able to say a really beautiful thing. He's mm. actually talking about the law of God. Mm. Uh, the law of the Lord is perfect, he says, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Uh, more to be desired are they than gold, yeah, more than much fine gold. They're sweeter more than honey and the honeycomb. And, you know, as I read that, I sort of think, hey, here we have got King David, the king of Israel. He's, he's making song 
to the law of God. Hmm. Why? Because he sees something incredibly positive in it. Unfortunately, we're living in a day and age where we don't see, you know, we see law as being something that is legalistic rather than painting the picture that King David actually painted. What's interesting, if you go back, uh, Gary, into the past and you look at um, during the the World Wars, um, they used to give out cigarettes to the uh, soldiers for sore throats. They thought that it would help a sore throat, you know. So the the knowledge or the um, understanding we have today was different to then, but God can can, uh, give us all wisdom. I mean, it says too in uh, Psalm 8411, it says, For the Lord God... God is a sun and a shield. He's a shield for us. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No Mm. good thing does he withhold from those who walk, uh, whose walk is blameless. In other words, those that follow him and and follow his word are blessed. Um, He he protects and shields and looks after us, you know. So we see here a different picture. We see a picture here of happiness, of peace, of good health. Of, I mean, we, we, we all still get ill, don't we? I yeah. mean, you know, we're not saying that. And, you know, cancer can come upon anybody. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you follow the principles of what God gives us, we know that we can trust in him. That whatever happens to mm-hmm. us, yeah. he has that uh, favorable influence towards us, you know. And so uh, here it's talking about um, that God is the only giver, the sustainer and herald of life. And this is what. When you recognize this, then you want to put everything in order, you know. When you get a new car, you change the oil, you do everything right. Mm. Same with our bodies. We look after our bodies because really God has given us this creation. And, you know, this is so similar. I mean, I hear, you know, when New Year's Day comes around, I'm really (laughs) conscious. How many New Year's resolutions have you made in your time, Eric? (laughs) Too many. (laughs) Too many. How many have you actually kept? Uh... One and two for a while, but that was it. No, that was it. Okay. <laughs> Do you know, people often have fresh starts yep. around the time of uh, New Year's, New Year's Day. But, you know, the, the lacking element I suggest to you hmm. is the power to be able to incorporate those good decisions often mm. into my life. Whereas within the scriptures, what I hear is what I, what I see is uh, I, I love that you talked about, um, uh, was it, was it John chapter, chapter three a little while ago? Of course, mm. that bounces that, uh, t- that text, John three sixteen comes after Jesus with Nicodemus. And what, mm. what he's speaking about with Nicodemus is you must be born again. Mm. And what that is actually talking about is, uh, uh, born again is actually a fresh start. It's mm. a brand new start. But he also speaks of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit moving as it were like a wind because the Holy Spirit is actually the secret power source that is able to change the lives of individuals. The individuals are able to continue in a new style of life that frequently after those uh, New Year's uh, Eve parties mm-hmm. and those uh, New Year's um, desires have long faded into the into the dust, what you find is a person who has accepted Jesus Christ has still got the power of the Holy Spirit to put good intentions 
into good actions. Yeah, that's right. And it's, it really is a lifestyle thing we're talking about here, isn't it? I mean, you know, we're in it for the long haul when, because it's in the mind that you make your decision as to what you're going to do. And when you, when you do that, when you follow Christ, it's not just a temporary thing. It's a growth thing that, that, that moves you from one place to another place. I mean, I've been back to see some of my mates back in New Zealand and uh, I did a, an apprenticeship at the, printing press there and I, I went back a few years ago and uh, God called me from there to to uh, to be a Christian and I had to leave that place because um, they were working on my day of worship and I've been back there and interestingly enough some of my mates were still there the ones that laughed at me for for giving up triple pay on mm. my church day to go out mm. and to follow him, and there they still are, there breathing in the ink dust, and and still, and I thought, well, there would, would I be if if I hadn't followed God? So when we move, He takes us from one place to another spiritually, and also in our health sense that that that's a balance there that that you know keeps your mind straight with God, and so it is a growth process. Some people. Uh, move very quickly when they make these decisions, but others it can take a long time to change mm. to, to change mm. habits and things. You know, and that doesn't mean that people don't make mistakes. No, well, definitely. Yeah. How, how have you found it? I mean, do people make mistakes after they've come to Jesus Christ? Look, uh, all the time, and the same with me. You know, I mean, I know of a lady just recently who uh, who was coming along to prayer group, and she was caught up in addiction and lost all her children, got them back, and then she stopped coming. The, she went back. The devil took her back into those places of of uh, addiction. She started to lose her children again. She's only got one left. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, I get a text saying, "You know, come to church. You know, I want to come back to church." Mm. Now I'd been dropping food off to her every Thursday, and sometimes she'd avoid me. Mm. She knew I was coming, but then slowly she mm. started to come back. And you know, she said the other day that that you never gave up on me. I yeah. feel I feel like my life is complete. Now I'm back here. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to slip back. I'm so it. conscious that what you're saying there is that there's actually a support structure in place that you were cer- certainly part of. But in addition to that, there is a, a wonderful teaching in Scripture, a thing called forgiveness. Hmm. You know, and the thing that I'm so conscious of is that there are uh, there are so many that I've certainly ministered to. Who have really struggled, and they have carried burdens. They have carried. They have carried carried issues in their lives for decades. Mm. Uh, instead of uh, coming to and dealing with those issues, mm. the way that the scripture actually says, "Hey, I yeah, want you yeah. to. Do, I want you to deal with yeah. them." They're very angry, you know. And and the thing is that when you um, when you uh, accord, you and I, Gary, we don't know what these some of these folks have gone through in their lives, and it's horrendous when you yeah, hear the stories. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, the Holy Spirit was prompting her right through that he God wasn't letting her go, and this to bring her back out of that. I call it back out of the darkness. Yeah, and it was yeah, so wonderful. Yeah. You know, and now she can't wait. She's looking forward to Bible study tomorrow. Yeah. We have one on a Wednesday there, and then church on Saturday. And so, you know, this is the growth that she yeah. is, and that's yeah. the Holy Spirit's work yeah. no, and that, through prayer. That really is fantastic, mm-hmm. Eric. Let's come to some some music. Uh, this is uh, Fountain View Academy, a champion of love. <laughs> Gentlemen, may I have your attention 
View Academy and Orchestra, a champion of love. What an incredible message is in that that song. Uh, folks, uh, this week we're working from a devotional set of readings. Uh, folks, if you would like to have an e-copy of those devotional readings, please feel free to text me at 0438 066635. That's 0438 066635. Just send me your name, your address. Send me your email address in particular and I'll send you an e-copy of the devotional readings that we're working from this week. These are powerful readings. They're talking about the work of the Holy Spirit on a person's life and 
uh, to me, folks, this is uh, this is so important that we understand that that we understand this particular subject. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Eric Hoare. Eric's the recently retired pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh Day Adventist Church, and our subject for the week: What does it mean to be faithful in Christian lifestyle? Is it really? Uh, legalistic um, Eric, bring it all together for us Are there maybe just one or two passages of scripture That uh, possibly just uh, bring it all together for us? Well, the one I think I'd choose, Gary Would be First Corinthians chapter 6, 19 to 20 Where it says there Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit is in you Whom you have from God and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And this is telling me, Gary, that you know God has thought so much of us that he gave his only son for us, that we were bought with a price, that our body is like the temple of God, that you know, it's something that we should really look after, and, and that becomes a lifestyle and a pattern for life. And with that comes all the wonderful things that being close to God's the fruits of the Spirit. You know, it means that we show mm. happiness to us because we're happy in ourselves. We don't look at other people to judge what we're doing. We're actually concentrating on the Holy Spirit, the power of God. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate what you've said there. In fact, that passage I believe is really important because if we go just a couple of chapters earlier, you find in First um, Corinthians chapter three, this is verse sixteen. You get Paul saying a very similar sort of a thing. Do you not know that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God? Dwells in you. If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Now, to me, this is incredibly, an incredibly beautiful and wonderful picture because what we have is uh, Paul is talking about the human body, the body that you and I have actually been given, as being, if you like, holy and sanctified. Once we've accepted Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit actually is prepared to come and live in us. And then Paul regards the human body where the Holy Spirit is living as sanctified, as holy, as set apart in the same way that the temple in Jerusalem was actually set apart. Now, um, I just back to that text that you uh, uh, that you read, because to me there's some things here I really want to pick up on. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? And we, we've mentioned that, who is in you and that uh, whom you have from God and you are not your own. Mm. Now, you are not your own. You know, I'm so conscious today that we actually uh, hear hear people uh, say a great deal, you know, my body is mine. And yet here what Paul is saying is that you are not your own. Now, how do we uh, reconcile this? Because what we've got, Paul is is saying something that in our, uh, certainly our secular world today, would actually be fairly controversial. Well, I, I believe that it's just a little bit further over in First Corinthians 10. This is, answers at verse 31. It says, Therefore, whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Okay. You know, it means now that there is a another uh, purpose for life, if you like. 
Yeah. There is the right way, and the, we were walking walk the wrong way, as Nicodemus was, you know, before. And it says in First they do give no offence either to the Jews or the Greeks or to the Church of God. Mm. So that means all people, whether it was Jews, Gentiles, or the Church. Uh, and so it's saying here that you know that there is now a God has taken over our life, and we just don't want to. I mean, I don't want to go back to those things that mm. I did before. And that's the change that takes place, isn't it? There's actually a mm. different spirit. Yes. That is living within a person so that if you like, an individual has an ability to be able to, uh, to, to be able to, to naturally say no when the pressure comes on. And that really is a supernatural ability. That's right, and, and the, that power is through the Holy Spirit. I mean, you know, God did not abandon us. He want, I, re, I be, re, truly believe the reason why God hasn't come yet. Jesus has not returned to this earth to take us home, is that there are people out there struggling with all sorts of these issues, and that he is waiting, he is crying for them, he is laboring for them. He wants... Yeah, he came to save all people, basically. Well, this is what the Apostle Peter actually does say. He agrees mm. with you totally because, mm. you know, he is, Christ is not willing that any that may perish, but that all might come to repentance. Why is it that he hasn't come back at the present time? I think the answer is actually exactly as you've expressed it. Mm. And that is that as a father doesn't want to lose any of his children, mm. he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, there's this, hey, look, maybe if I wait just a little bit longer, mm. just maybe this person might come and turn and uh, ask me into their life. Yep, and he said, didn't he, that he came to give abundant life. And that, to me, this life is not a life of um, hopelessness and addiction. It's a life full of happiness. And, and he wants to free, I believe, Jesus frees us from those issues, those health issues. If only we would listen and follow his commandments yeah, and yeah. listen to what he is saying to us. That's the power yeah. through prayer. I, you know. I know last night at our um, at our devotional uh, meeting that we had over at, at Brighton, and we'll be carrying on again tonight, uh, we, we looked at uh, Galatians chapter 5 and particularly verse uh, uh, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, and I love this, you know, when the Spirit is there, what actually happens? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Joy, peace, mm. uh, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Mm. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. We live and we walk in the Spirit. Do you know, these attributes that come upon a person who has accepted Christ and is wanting to walk and is walking with him and is empowered by the Holy Spirit – how could a person not want these attributes? And all those attributes build into me to one thing, Gary, and that is peace. Yeah. He gives us that pure peace when we follow him. And through this, these topics, this is what God brings to us. As we keep changing, we will always keep yeah. changing until yeah. Christ comes. Yeah. Eric, I'm just wondering, mm. would you pray, because I'm so conscious that there are maybe some out there who've never accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. Maybe they've never experienced what it means to have the Holy Spirit move in their life. Could you pray for those people? Sure. Our dear Heavenly Father, tonight we come before you once again.
We come humbly, Lord, knowing that you're the God of God. You're the great King. You're our Messiah. You're a friend of friends. And Lord, we know we can trust you. We know we can trust you because you're a God of love, one that cares for us and has given everything for us on our behalf. And tonight, Lord, we just pray for all those listening tonight. We pray, Lord, that as we come closer to you, that we will trust you more and more and that we will learn, Lord, that there is only one God that serves us, that these things of this world, these addictions and the health things that are around, Lord, we know that these things can bring us down. But we know, Lord, that when we come close to you, you direct us, you put our feet on your path. And tonight, Lord, if there is anybody that is struggling with issues tonight, Lord, we pray you'll be with them. I pray, Lord, that people will turn to Jesus, for Jesus is the only hope in anyone's life. Where will we be if Jesus hadn't come into our lives? We'd be in that complete darkness. So please, Lord, I plead tonight that you will direct people to your paths, that the Holy Spirit will come into their lives right now and that they will desire to follow you and that one day you will come back and then there will be perfect peace and restoration. So bless each one tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, folks, it does look like our time is up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when we look at Christ as the model of Christian lifestyle. Really look forward to joining you. But until then, please remember, Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. Please enjoy Michael W. Smith, Ancient Words.